welcome to episode 9 of the For the Love of the Game podcast. This is Paige coming from Frisco, and we have Mackenzie with us from Oregon. Heck yeah. Episode 19. Sorry, everybody. This technically, the even ones are usually early in the week, but you know what? Sometimes your girls are busy, and sometimes there's a little bit of technical difficulty that we just can't do anything about. So, luckily, though, you guys didn't miss a whole lot from last week's Thursday episode, and we're going to talk about it all of this episode. So we're going to recap Weekend 10 games. You know the drill. We're going to go through the new rankings and talk about some midweek games that are to come this week. So, yeah. Amazing. Let's Amazing. How it. was your weekend, Mackenzie? Did you watch any college baseball? I watched zero. I Same. a little bit Sunday. Same. I watched zero. I went to Seattle for the weekend. Had a super fun time. The weather was, like, perfect for Seattle, like, 65 and sunny. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Went to a Mariners game. Saturday, which was also really great. They played the Royals. Um, Seattle won. It was a great game. Oh, but, yeah, no. No college baseball for me this weekend, unfortunately. I feel that. I feel that. I didn't watch much college baseball either. I went to a concert on Thursday. Like, a Turnpike Troubadours. So good. So good. Oh, love that. And then I went to a concert on Friday. It was oh, Jordan love. Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes, I was jealous. I saw you post about that. Yeah. Love that. And then on Saturday, I went to hang out with my friends that were up visiting from San Marcos. And they convinced me to go to the same exact concert that I saw on Thursday again on Saturday. Hmm. Love that. It's yeah. Fine. Perfect. And it was, like, even better that night. So I was like, I had so much fun. It was such a good oh, weekend. And so excited to now talk about a little college baseball. Yes. All right. Let's start off with number one, Tennessee. They won all three of their games against Florida this weekend. Friday, they won 8-2. to two. On Saturday, they won 3-0 to zero thanks to a shutout combination from Blade Tidwell, who went four and two-thirds innings pitched, and Cameron Camden Sewell, excuse me, who got the save after going four and a third. Together, they only gave up a combined two hits and two walks. So looking pretty good there for Tennessee. And on Sunday, though, they went into extra innings um, with Florida, but Tennessee pulled it out with a 6-4 to four win. They were down in this game, actually, 4-1 to one going to the ninth. They tied it up to make it 4-4 to four in the ninth. No runs in the 10th, and then in the 11th, Evan Russell singled up the middle with two outs to set up true freshman Christian Moore's eventual game-winning two-run blast to left center. In the bottom of the 11th on a 3-2 and two pitch, Scott's, uh, Christian Scott stole a home run stole a home run from the Gators to solidify the win 6-4. to four. So a great Sunday for the Vols, and they are playing Xavier today on Tuesday. Yes, Paige, did you see that? I was like, obviously, since I was, like we said, a weekend not really necessarily keeping up with college baseball, I was, like, going through the highlights, and he legit, like, definition of stealing a home run, which, I mean, Florida was still down by two. It was only going to give him one run in the bottom of the 11th, but still. So No, I didn't see that. I saw the um, Christian Moore home run shot, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see the um, other Christian Christian yeah. Scott. The other ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, good weekend for Tennessee. Good for them. Number two, holding strong, Oregon State, 31-8. and eight. After this weekend, they played Washington at home. They started the series with a close 4-3 win that OSU ended up taking in the 10th inning. Thank goodness. 
Um, they shut out Washington, though, on Saturday, 8-0, to zero, and they won the final game on Sunday, 7-1. to one. So, great little series for the Beavs, and they are playing Oregon today in their first midweek game, their first rivalry game against the Ducks and Eugene of many to come these next couple mm-hmm. weeks. Obviously, we'll talk about it, but they're going to play the Ducks again next Tuesday, and then they're also going to have their uh, weekend series against them coming up. So, yeah. Lots of fun little rivalry games for the Beavs coming up. Yes, very exciting. I saw that five of Oregon State's next eight baseball games are against Oregon. So lots of rivalry games. Hopefully they're excited. I think last year was one of the first years Oregon State dropped that series to U of O. Yes. Like in a long time, if ever. So Mm -hmm. hopefully they don't do that again this year. I'm really hoping not. I mean, obviously Oregon has been – throughout our rankings, kind of just, like, dabbling in, like, you know, the 20s, whatever. But I just, I don't want that. I don't want that. I know it's a rivalry game, and seriously, sometimes they can just go either way, even in football, more and more, but I don't want it. The Beavs need to win every game, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I saw a funny tweet. (laughs) Sometimes I just casually check Twitter during these episodes. She can't help it. She can't help it. Well, I want all the news updates. So, pause. Let's talk about Major League Baseball. So, yes. Eddie Rosario from the Braves was going into – saw he went, like, three for 44 or some shit. I don't know. Something crazy. <laughs> like, he was three for 44. It's Eddie Rosario. He was the NLCS MV – yeah, NLCS MVP last year. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not Eddie Rosario. So, he went no. into eye doctor to be like, hey, do I need new contacts? Like, I can't see the fucking ball. <laughs> So, that would be me. That would be me. Relatable. Relatable. He went in and they're like, no, you have like an actual problem with your eyeballs. You need to have surgery. So he's out for eight to 12 weeks, which sucks. But Ashland, who runs the Mansplain podcast for the Braves through John Boy Media, she goes, me making fun of his one hit this year and this motherfucker couldn't see. You make Literally. this shit up. <laughs> Literally, this poor fool couldn't see after being so good last year. So that's Something why I giggles. I giggled again. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor, poor guy. All right, number three, Miami. Last week, Miami was ranked fifth, but they've moved up to third after beating Pitt in two of three games this weekend. Like, what? I know. <laughs> like, what? I th- it's, okay. just the, it's just the luck of other teams winning and losing because, yeah, what? You know, mm-hmm. really, what? No, whatever. <laughs> and, like, it. I get it. Miami is 31-9, and nine, which – is right in there with Oregon State, who's 31-8. and eight. Um, Obviously, those teams, nobody else is anywhere near Tennessee, who's 37-3. and three. But, like, you beat Pitt two or three games. Do you really think you need to move up? No. Okay. Anyway, again, not our rankings. These are D1 baseballs, and we are free to critique them. Yes. So, on Friday, they won in a close 2-1 to one game in the 10th inning. Carson Palquist went five and a third innings pitched. And this one to start only allowing one run. However, it was really Matt Gilbertson from Pitt who looked lights out. So, like, this really was a pitcher's duel. And Carson Palquist went and did his shit for Miami. And it was great. But Matt Gilbertson went eight full innings pitched and only gave up one run and struck out seven. So, I am so sad that the relief pitchers for um, Pitt actually couldn't pull this one out because he he was looking good. Yeah. On Saturday, though, that game was nothing like the Friday game. Miami won 17-2, to and then they dropped the Sunday game, the last game, 9-4. to um, So, 
I mean, okay weekend for Miami. I just think, like, yeah, they definitely were lights out on Saturday, like, did amazing, but Mm -hmm. they lost the Sunday game, and then the Friday game was super close, like, against Pitt. I know. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's a little bit of inconsistency, but. Yeah. 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 Um, And then Miami plays Stetson today on Tuesday, and Mackenzie's Stetson alum. (laughs) I had to put it in there. We have to take any little moment that we can to talk about the MLB. Anyways, Stetson, like I mentioned in our previous episode, our guy, Jacob deGrom, Stetson alum, just thought I'd give a quick little update. He actually suffered from a right shoulder injury, so he literally has not pitched since July of last year. Last year. Yeah, there was good uh, good news is that um, his injury is progressing. His MRI yesterday showed considerable healing of the stress reaction on his scapula, but sadly there isn't any exact timeline on when he'll return to throwing for the Mets. So it's like good is healing, but nobody knows really if and when he's going to play for the rest of the season. So, Which is so sad because it I is know. Jacob deGrom's prime, and last year when we yeah. saw him up and through July, like he was un- Real. And Unreal. So, so sad that we're missing this in his prime and him with Max Scherzer together on the same team. I know. But the Mets are doing it. They're leading the NL East. Um, and the NL East is a great division. So good exactly. for the Mets. We love to see it. Um, okay. Number four, Southern Mississippi. They um, were previously ranked six last week, so they are up to the four spot this week. They swept Rice. They won one to zero on Friday, six to three on Saturday, and twelve to two in seven innings on Sunday. Uh, Southern Mississippi is one of those teams uh, that were just like I'm confused why they're number four. Like, good, they're winning games, they're doing it. But still, they swept Bryce. Not a huge, I was about to say not a huge accomplishment. That sounds kind of aggressive, but just not a huge sweep. Um, But they do have midweek games over Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Alabama. And they also have series wins over Louisiana Tech and Dallas Baptist. And they are 32-8. and So their record is right up there with, like, our top two and three teams. Um, But they're still a team to watch because I just don't, necessarily know if they're fully um a four rank you know so yes agreed we will see and i think one rough series for them and they're gonna drop pretty far i think so too and um they do play southeastern louisiana this week Hmm. all right um number five arkansas arkansas fell just one spot from fourth to fifth after a series loss at texas a&m this weekend so um they lost Friday, 2-1, to one, which was so exciting. That was a close game. Um, like, edge of your seat game. I was following that one while I was at my concert. <laughs> On Saturday, they won 3-1. to one. Um, Hagen, Smith only went, Hagen Smith only went three innings in his start for Arkansas. And on Sunday, Arkansas lost 11-10. to 10. Arkansas was actually down 5-11 to 11 going into the eighth. Oh, I watched this game. Arkansas was actually down 5-11 to 11 going into the eighth, but scored five in the eighth. They kept a to their 11 runs in the bottom of the eighth and were looking to tie it up going into the top of the ninth. Their leadoff batter had a short little fly out to left field, which was pretty crucial because a has been struggling with getting that leadoff out. Um, especially in that game. So that was important. More than grounded out to third base and Lindsay 
who outs in the ninth but did not make any magic happen. He flew out to center, and Arkansas dropped another series after just losing one earlier this month to Florida. So a second series loss this month and a great series win for A&M, which we will talk about again later in the yes. episode. Yes. Um, but Arkansas plays Central Arkansas on Tuesday. Today. Tuesday. Perfect. Then we have number six, another Pac-12 team, Stanford. They're up one spot from last week. They were ranked seventh. Now they're six, like I just said. They had the weird weekend situation where they were playing both Grand Canyon and San Diego State. So in their games against Grand Canyon, which was Friday and Saturday, Stanford took the first one 11 to 1. The second one, they actually did lose 1 to 5, which are we even shocked at this point? It seems no. to be that Grand, Can- Grand Canyon, in all of these two game series, they steal one of them. Every single freaking time. So I'm not even shocked by that. One to five. And it's especially against our Pac-12 teams. So whatever. We're going to let that one go. They came back, though, um, Saturday in their second game. So they technically had a double header. They played San Diego State in their first game, one nine to six. Then they played on Sunday, San Diego State again, and won six to four. So all in all, they were three for four this weekend. Um not too bad. And then their starting rotation this weekend was Alex Williams, Drew Dowd, Ty Uber, and Quinn Matthews. And they get to rest until this weekend because they have no midweek games. Yeah, I really loved seeing them have four games this weekend and see what they did and who they threw and how they threw them. Just because that's so much more realistic with like getting in as we get closer to the end of the season, getting into mm-hmm. regionals. Um, Stanford will obviously make a regional, if not host regional. Um, and then... Supers, of course, you only need to throw three, but then, of course, when you get, when, if you get to Omaha, you're throwing more people, so I thought it was very interesting to see and just take note of who they are throwing and how they're throwing them. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Number seven, Virginia Tech moved up one spot after being ranked eighth last weekend and sweeping Boston College. They won Friday 2-0, to zero, Saturday 6-1, to one, and Sunday 6-4. to four. Virginia Tech has some solid series wins. They have um, taken series from Miami, NC State, North Carolina, and in their series against Notre Dame, they only ended up playing one game. Two of the games were canceled due to weather, but they won that one. So, I mean, they're they're doing it. Um, yeah. And when you see them playing teams like Boston College, you're like, okay, why are they seventh? But it's because they're doing it with the Miamis and NC States and North Carolinas and Notre Dames, who were all ranked at the time that Virginia Tech played them. So they are doing great, and they have a Wednesday game versus James Madison. Perfect. Oklahoma State, they fell to eight this week after being previously ranked third last week because they unfortunately lost their series to TCU. Obviously, TCU is a great team, though. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, they started out hot on Friday night. They won 13-2. to Justin Campbell got the win for Oklahoma State. Their offense was clearly hot, 13 runs. Caden Trinkle hit leadoff and went 3-for-5. Nolan McLean at third base went 4-for-5 with three runs. And Griffin Dorshing went 2-for-3, two walks, and another three runs. So great Friday night for Oklahoma State. But unfortunately, they lost Saturday 4-6 to six, and then lost Sunday 6-7. to seven. So in two close games, but they just couldn't pull them out. And TCU, we continue to say it, these Texas teams are good. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Um, they only, I mean, 
dropping to eighth is not terrible. It kind of sucks, you know, coming off of being third last week. But I think Oklahoma State, they're going to be fine. They're going to they're gonna come back from this. And today they are playing Wichita State. Yeah. I think Oklahoma State is one of those teams, they just have a couple of tough series losses. They dropped a series to Gonzaga. And, I mean, they have 13 losses. So this is the point in our top 25 or D1 Baseball's top 25 where you're really starting to see teams that have those double-digit losses, unlike Virginia Tech and Arkansas and Southern Mississippi you know, Miami, yeah. Oregon State, Tennessee. So it's definitely, this is where we start to see a shift in this top 25. I think there's going to be a lot of teams um, that we see this year with a lot of losses because they're just beating up on each other. There's a lot of good teams that are just yeah, beating up on each other. They so. really are. Yeah, yeah. And especially Oklahoma State, they're playing, yeah, they're playing some good teams. All right, yeah. moving on to number nine, Texas Tech. So after a tough series loss, just like Oklahoma State last weekend to TCU, Tech needed wins this weekend, which they got after sweeping West Virginia. So in a doubleheader on Saturday, Tech won 7-5 and 12-2. In game one, Andrew Morris got the win for Tech. He now has a 5-0 record. Offensively in this one, Easton Mural went 3-for-3, and Hudson White was 3-for-4 to help lead the way to the win. In game two, Brandon Birdsell got his sixth win of the season for Tech. Cole Stillwell and, of course, Ty Coleman were on it offensively. They were both three for five in this win. Did I say that they swept West Virginia? They didn't. They just won the series. On Sunday, Tech <laughs> lost four to 15. Pitching just really wasn't there. Their starting pitcher, Chase Hampton, only got one out and gave up two earned runs on three hits in two walks before getting pulled. Again, one out. <laughs> like, ooh. Not a good start, and that really set the mood for Tech in their next six pitchers that they brought in. Tech just didn't get it done, lost that game 4-15. to They have a game today, Tuesday, versus Abilene Christian, which should be an easy one um, for Tech. So, thoughts on that, Mac? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm sorry, I was kind of spacing out a little bit because I just okay. – sorry. Um, but weren't they – what were they ranked last week? Four? Um, tech? Yeah. No, I think that they or... they lost to TCU, and so they dropped a little bit more. Oh, yeah, they did. I think they actually were nine. I think they stayed at nine. Okay, that's uh-huh. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Well, I think, you know, tough weekend. Um, workout. I, sorry, I, I can't. Tough weekend for lots of teams, but I think tech is one that – is pretty solid, and I think they're going to remain solid. Obviously, we talk a lot about Texas Tech. I think that they're just one of our faves. So, yeah. yeah. They're good for sure. And I think, I mean, this weekend there definitely was not as many um, losses with top 25 teams as there were the weekend before. I think there were only, yes. like, a couple. So, exactly. yeah, good week for the top 25. All right, number 10, Texas swept Baylor at home this weekend. UT's bats were just really hot. Um, they took the first game 20 to one insane, insane. They took, <laughs> yep. They took, and this is not the most insane. We are going to see a more insane score. So foreshadowing here, we're going to see a more insane score, not from Texas, but we're going to see a more insane score this episode. So stay tuned to see if you can figure out who it is. Um, <laughs> but they took the first game 20 to one. They took the Saturday game 13 to four, and then they took the Sunday game 13 to four again. So, which is also weird too. 
230 yeah. game. I don't know. Yeah. What's going on? Pretty insane. As a team, UT is hitting 321. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense after some games like this. But they've only got a 555 slugging, which isn't bad. But I was like, after this, I, and especially with Ivan Melendez on your team, I expected it to be like really up there. <laughs> it's it's not. I mean, it's still a great slugging percentage. But still, yeah. Um, but UT has a midweek game today, Tuesday, versus the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. So, pretty easy one there for them. They've played yeah. them before. They won. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then Virginia, they are ranked 11th, sitting at 31 and 10 on the season. They won their series against North Carolina this weekend. North Carolina is one of our previously ranked teams. They won four to three on Friday. They won eleven to seven Saturday in ten innings. Devin Ortiz hit a walk-off grand slam in this um, to get the secure the series for Virginia. And then they won ten to three on Sunday. They are supposed to play Old Dominion today, Tuesday, but that was canceled. And they will play George Mason tomorrow, Wednesday. Perfect. Then we have number 12, Gonzaga. They won their series against St. Mary's in California this weekend. They won Friday 4-0, lost, unfortunately, on Saturday 2-4, but came back on Sunday and won 4-2. They're going to be playing Wazoo, Washington State, on Tuesday today. And we like to keep things, obviously, very fun and light on the pod, but... We thought we would mention, unfortunately, Gonzaga's associate head coach, Danny Evans, passed away over the weekend after a year-long battle with stage 4 melanoma cancer. He was only 41, so it's just tragic for, obviously, his family, friends, and the team. Um, Evans was Gonzaga's associate head coach since 2009, so he's been there quite a while. He was a member of Gonzaga's staff for 19 years. He was also a four-year letter winner for the Zags before graduating in 2003, appearing in 162 games as a student athlete. So he definitely played a major role in the Zags organization and has obviously left a lasting impact. So prayers to his family and the Bulldogs during this time. That's just so, 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 so tough. I obviously, I mean, words can't really put into how freaking tough that is. That just has to be devastating, you know? regardless of if he was, you know, 80 years old and, you know, lived a long life. But I think it's just even, it's just sad, you know. He's got kids yeah. and a wife, and so, yeah, it's just very, it's very sad. Like I said, we like to keep things light and fun, but, you know, life is life, and yeah. shitty things happen, so. Mm -hmm. Gonzaga, yeah, but they are doing good, and they got their series win, and, Hopefully, they will just continue to stay up in our top 25. Um, mm -hmm. Next up, we have another fan favorite, our Pac-12 team, UCLA, at number 13. They won their series against Cal this weekend. Good for them. Cal can be a tough team, especially to California teams going up against each other. They lost the first game, though, on Friday, 3-8, to eight, so tough start. But they came back and won the next two, 9-4 um, and 6-3. So, good for them. They play UC Irvine today. Um, and then, also, I'm doing Georgia as well, aren't I? Georgia mm -hmm. is our number 14 team. They won their series against Alabama, who just last weekend, or the weekend prior, Alabama played Tennessee. I thought that maybe they were going to give a little bit 
um, a competition to Georgia, just because I think Alabama kind of did that to Tennessee, which they kind of did. Nope. Um, but Georgia came out, won the first two games Friday and Saturday, four to two, three to zero. Then they lost Sunday's game, zero to three, and they obviously weren't like crazy scoring games. So, mm-hmm. yes, I don't think Alabama should be in our top twenty-five. I kind of think that was like a one-week thing, but. Mm-hmm. They're still a good team. So Georgia came out, though, with the series win, and they are playing Georgia State today. Beautiful. Number 15, UConn had a series versus Villanova. Um, they won Friday 4-1, to one, lost Saturday 4-1, to one, won Sunday 2-1. to one. They had a Tuesday game today versus Northeastern and won 5-2. to two. Beautiful. Louisville is our 16 rank this week 27 and 12 they played a formerly ranked nc state this weekend they won friday 11 to 4 they unfortunately lost though 10 to 15 on saturday 25 runs on 25 hits crazy stuff and nc state hit five home runs so clearly their bats got extremely hot on saturday that's insane and obviously pitching had something to do with that but um, so they lost on Saturday. They came back though, got the series win on Sunday, eleven to seven, and they're playing Western Kentucky today. Nice. All right. Number seventeen, Texas State. They are thirty-two and nine right now in the season. Texas State teed off this weekend in their series versus Little Rock. On Friday, they won in a close three-to-two game, though, so it was not all their games. Zeke Wood got the win for Texas State in six and two-thirds innings. He walked just one hit. Tristan Stivers got the save, his ninth save of the season. Pretty insane there. On Saturday, the bats for <laughs> the bats were insane for Texas State. They won thirty to four. Dude, that's just gross. <laughs> like, can you imagine being at that game and being like? Please God, just make it freaking end. It yes, no. Stop. Literally, I was with my friends this weekend who all go to Texas State on Saturday, and they're watching this game. We're watching it at dinner, and they were like, "Um, they're like, why haven't they just like done the ten run rule?" And I'm like, "Well, you have mm-hmm. to like establish that before yeah. the game starts. Like, you can't yeah. just do it." But yeah, they were like, "What?" And they're like, "Well, they're definitely they're all friends with Tristan Stivers from high school, and so they're like, well." They're not they're, – are they going to bring Tristan in, like, joking around? I'm like, no. All right. Anyway, <laughs> no. that, it was just insane. It's an insane game. Like, how does that happen? Texas State scored yeah. six runs in the first inning, the third inning, and the sixth inning. So, right there is 18 oh. runs in three innings. Obviously, everyone looked pretty good offensively, but Dalton Sheffield went five for five in this game, and John Withrich went two for four with both of his two hits being home runs. One of his home runs was hit 476 feet. Holy That's shit. like some Mike Trout shit. No, um, that is insane. An, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Yeah, with an exit velocity of 110 off the bat. So literally just an insane um, home run right there for John Withrich and an insane game for Texas State winning 30-4. to four. The bats were hot again Sunday, and it won't even sound like they were hot. They got nine runs, which is nothing compared to 30 runs. But that's a lot. So they won... Nine to four on Sunday, and they swept that series. They are playing UTSA in San Antonio today, Tuesday. And UTSA has been a team that's been a little bit harder for Texas State. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Tuesday games are not really their strong yeah. suit. So. For real. 
Also, side note, because that's just what we do. Mike Trout, speaking of him, third player in club history to reach 50 career triples. And did you see how he did it, Paige? Did you watch? Did you watch the little replay? No. No. Go look it up just right now, dude. It was literally the hit. Oh, gosh. Look at him run those bases. I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously. Yeah, Mike Trout is a great power hitter. What did he do? But the dude could run. Okay, look it up. Watch the video. Everybody, we're just going to take what a 30-second What was the thing? Like, what did he do? Like, what, what record did it he looked, It should have been, like, a single. His hit. He got a triple? Yeah. And he, you know what, what's it called when, you know when they, like, hit it off the bat? And it just, mm-hmm. like, um, just watch it. You could easily find it on Twitter or something. If you I literally just can't. Google it. Are you serious? Wait, to talk in baseball post it? Oh, I see it. Yes, I did. Oh, my God, he's going. Okay, well, speaking of triples (laughs) and speaking of Texas State, Dalton Sheffield set the Texas State career record for most triples hit in a season. So that's, like, funny coincidence right there that we just talked about. And then also I heard a stat the other day. Mike Trout has not had an OPS um, below one dot, like below one dot, whatever, since 2012. Mm -hmm. Literally in 10 years in the league, he's not had an OPS below one dot. And I just hope everyone knows how hard, like, getting a one dot OPS is for one year, much less 10 years in a row. It's just, he's yeah. he's insane. It's so nice to have him back. We missed him last year for sure. So Yes, insane. we did. We love you. Insane. We love you, Mike Trout. OG mm-hmm. fans. Okay, well, good for Texas State. They deserve it, and they they deserve their moment. Good for them. Crazy weekend. Um, Number 18, Notre Dame. They swept Wake Forest this weekend. Not super surprised by that. They won 8-3, 21-3, so bats hot again for another team. And then 13-12, though. Close one. Um, But they still got the win, and they're playing Michigan State today. Wild. Okay, sorry. I'm still watching my trial again. It's on replay. Also, did you see? Sorry, sidetrack. Did you see what happened with the Guardians and the Yankees last week? Oh my god, dude! I'm so fucking pissed about it. Cause you know what? I love the Yankees, and obviously, I mean, <laughs> I don't really like their name. I think the Guardians they could show something a little bit better. But obviously, following the Guardians, you know, Stephen Kwan, but like. They were so mean to him. Such dicks. I just freaking hate that. Like, whatever. Sometimes fans can be fans. You're in New York. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Stephen Kwan, who obviously used to play for Oregon State, he was trying – it was bottom of the ninth, and the Guardians were up by one or two? One. They were up by one. And Stephen Kwan, like, went to catch a ball in left field. He was running, obviously focused on getting this out to, like, win the game for the Guardians. He didn't make the play. He ran into the left field fence, which was just, like, not – it wasn't, like, a soft fence. It was, like, chain, like, Mm -hmm. like stuff. Like, cut up his face, and then fans were, like, cheering for him to be hurt. Were, like, so happy he was hurt and cheering for him to be hurt. So, obviously, the other two outfielders come over, kind of get in the fans' face. Well, then, another play later – the Yankees end up winning the game on a walk-off, and they start throwing beer at the Guardians players. It was terrible. It's so embarrassing for the Yankees, for the fan base. Like, Literally. Why would you? Why? You just won a game. 
you just won a game Literally. and instead you're going to ruin that whole win and that whole moment by throwing shit at the players Literally. of the losing team. Like, and like fighting up, like I don't, honestly, I don't even agree with like, you know, like fans fighting, like whatever, that's dumb. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, fucking fight each other. Don't throw trash on the field. Don't cheer yeah. for a player being injured. That's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I draw the line. I know those East Coast fans. I mean, honestly, the West Coast fans too, but especially Northeast East Coasters. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's just disappointing. It's embarrassing. It's mm-hmm. like, why? It's ridiculous. If you're but... going to, like, throw something. I mean, they throw something at umpire too. Like, I feel like literally none of those fans, if they could figure out who they are, should ever be allowed to go back to a Yankees literally. game. Like, you were throwing things at players and umpires and it's just that's not why you go to a baseball game and that's embarrassing for the entire Yankees fan base who just got a little bit more embarrassment today with their literally cheating accusations so yeah I know oh my god okay you guys we might have to touch on that our next episode (laughs) also we're just like gonna go down a full rabbit hole (laughs) yeah so sorry okay so back to number 19 Auburn they yes. swept their series versus South Carolina. They won the first game six to three. They won game two eight to six, and they won the finale two to zero in this game. The um, there was amazing pitching from Auburn's Joseph Gonzalez. It was crucial because Auburn only scored two runs, so they needed that shutout pitching from him. Gonzalez went seven innings. He did give up seven hits and he struck out four, but had no walks in his whole seven innings. Blake Burkholder. Bur- that's like one of those Sally Sell She Sells by the Seashore names. That is hard. Blake Burkhalter got the save in the game, coming in in relief in the ninth inning after Carson Skipper's work in the eighth. So Auburn got the sweep. Good for them. And they play Jacksonville State today, Tuesday. Tuesday. Beautiful. Okay. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we would be talking about TCU. There are 20 ranked this week, up one spot from previously being 21 last week. After beating Oklahoma State this weekend, like we already touched on. So, just to reiterate, TCU lost the first game, kind of big, 2-13. to 13. Um, But then they came back and won the next two. So, 6-4, to 7-6. to six. A series win is really helping TCU stay in the top 25 after they just found their way back in after a series win over Tech last weekend. So, good for them. Staying put here. Um, I think they deserve it at this point. We'll see what they continue to do because they are going to play Dallas Baptist this week, today, which Dallas Baptist is no longer ranked, but obviously they've been in our top 25 on and off throughout these last 10 weeks. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 21. I'm getting like butterflies. I'm so excited to talk about it. I know, me too. Number 21 is Texas A&M. They are sitting at 25 and 14 on the season. And we are just so excited to talk about this one because this is a team that Mackenzie and I have really been on all season. And we've been saying like, they're not bad. They're kind of good. They're they're, like actually kind of good. And then they're finally like getting the recognition and the credit they deserve. It's not just two dumb blonde girls talking about it. Like (laughs) it's real. It's It's real. So a very exciting for weekend for Texas A&M, which we kind of already touched on. Um, They played Arkansas and took that series. They won two to one on Friday, Friday pitching, Friday pitching from Nate Thin Detmer. He went five innings pitched and Jacob Palish four innings pitched was essential in giving Texas A&M that win. The, they combined for five hits, two walks, and 14 strikeouts. 
Offensively, A&M was pretty cold too, but Troy Conch did go one for four and score a run for Texas A&M. The other A&M run was scored by Dylan Rock, who went 0 for three, but ended up um, getting on base with a walk. So that was a close one for A&M, but was essential for them to take that series. They lost on one to three on Saturday, so that secured the or guaranteed the rubber match on Sunday, which AM won, like we talked about, eleven to ten with some crazy stuff happening in the eighth. They play Sam Houston at home on Tuesday. Perfect. Today. Yeah, and just like we said, I mean obviously we're just a little bit excited. If you guys listen to the pod or if this is your first time, like you know your girls mention a&M every single week, and not just because they're playing our top 25, because they're freaking good. And I think mm-hmm. they deserve to be up in the top 25, so we're really excited to see them there this week. Go A&M. Um, number Which 22. also, wait, wait, really fast. Oh, also yeah. so exciting, because A&M was last in the SEC um, West last year, and they were second to last in overall SEC. So what a good turnaround to be in our top 25 now after being – so far down in the dumps last year. So just exactly. shows what some new coaching and some new vibes can do. So awesome. Okay, back to LSU. Absolutely. Okay, number 22, LSU, 27 and 12. They swept Missouri. Kind of not surprised by that. They won 5 to 3 on Thursday, 4 to 3, though, in the 10th on Friday, and 8 to 6 in the finale on Saturday. They have a game against New Orleans on Tuesday, which I put in here speaking of New Orleans because there always has to be a side note. This weekend when I went to Seattle, I had a French 75 at so freaking random at the Starbucks at the Starbucks at the Starbucks Reserve. And usually it's like gin and um Prosecco and all that. But the girl sitting next to me, she was like, Have you ever been to New Orleans? I was like, Yeah, but I wasn't of drinking age when I went to. She was like, You need to put Hennessy in there. It tastes so good. So that's what I did. And not to promote booze on this pod, but everybody should try it. It's phenomenal. Really good. We can promote booze. Yeah. We nice. can promote booze. Exactly. Most We're trying to get sponsored by Four Loco. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Four Loco, recognize us. <laughs> That's it. No free ads, but. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Love it. I'm so glad it was delicious. It was. So glad. All right. Number 23, Maryland. They're up one spot from 24 after winning their series versus Illinois. They. They lost 19 to 1 on Friday versus Illinois. But they won 13 to 9 on Saturday, but it was an extras. Mm-hmm. And then um, they won 7 to 4 in game two of the Saturday doubleheader. So that was another win. They play Navy on Tuesday, April 26th, which is today. I get shit happens, but like 19 to 1? Yep. On a Friday game? I mean, luckily they came back, mm-hmm. you know? So they got the series mm-hmm. win, so I won't hate on them too much. But, like, oof. Yeesh. Um, mm-hmm. Number 24, Georgia Southern. Um, they are up one spot from last week. They were 25. They swept South Alabama this weekend. They won 5-4, to 7-4, to four, and 7-2. to two. And then today and Wednesday, they're going to play Kennesaw State. All right, number 25 is another newly ranked team. It's Wofford, which we have been talking about all year just because they've been yes. playing some of our top 25 teams. They are 30 and 10 on the season, which is a pretty good ranking. This weekend, they are pretty good, um, what's it called? 
not a ranking, a record, record, right. <laughs> so they won their series against Mercer. Um, they won 17 to seven on Friday. They won five to zero, which put them at 10 straight games, winning 10 straight games, which was their best record since moving to D1. And then they lost their last game, 10 to 12. They have a Wednesday game at Clemson. Um, looking into them, they have played a lot of nobodies, but they do have that record. And they did win a series over Dallas Baptist, which was kind of their biggest takeaway so yes. far. So in to see them in the top 25, they'll be interesting to follow and see what happens for sure. But they're in there. They're in there. And yeah, like you said, we've mentioned them quite a bit because they've been playing a lot of our top 25 teams. So mm -hmm. it's fun to see them up in the ranks. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then we always have to mention our teams who fell out, unfortunately, the Ducks. They lost their series to Wazoo. Like, what the hell? I mean, it happens, mm -hmm. though. And the Ducks are a team. It's like, I swear, one weekend they're on fire. The next, it's like they just can't compete. So they lost their series to Washington State and then Dallas Baptist, who lost their series to Southern Illinois. So, mm. yeah. Mm, rough. Tough stuff. Okie dokie, well, I'm hungry. We're going to eat some dinner. We're going to get going. We'll catch up with you guys later this week. Peace out. Peace.